But there are some people that have been busting their behinds throughout the course of this entire week. Uh, we had, uh, you know, DOT, we had law enforcement, and we still have out there and about uh, those linemen and women, those uh, those cooperatives, those individuals trying to get power restored because we had such an unusual ice storm, winds, rain, all of it that had impact on power. And I know that uh, they are working around the clock to try to get that restored and leave it to the professionals because I did see from some of the co-ops, some of the warnings that were put out there uh, just the other day saying, hey, do not under any circumstance go out there and try to, say, remove ice from lines. Do not try to reset their transformers. Leave that to the professionals. And those individuals who are doing the work, well, they're part of the cooperatives as well. Josh Kramer is a friend of ours. He's executive vice president, general manager at the North Dakota Association of Rural Electric Cooperatives. He joins us right now on News and Views. Welcome back, Josh. How are you? Hey, Tyler. Doing good. How's it going there? It's going all right. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we've been fortunate where I call home. Uh, you know, we, we had some of the conditions, but we did not have uh, the impacts like many of our listeners right now when it comes to power, snap poles. I heard the crossbars. I mean, it just, that perfect storm, as cliche as it is, really hit the power grid uh, across uh, parts of North Dakota. And I understand that the men and women have been out there and people from all over the region have come to try to help get power restored. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount of ice accumulation that hit the lines this past week is, um, was, you know, overwhelming. Um, thankfully, we didn't see high winds like were predicted. Um, otherwise, that could have really wreaked even more havoc on the lines. But, yeah, our, our, our co-ops, um, a lot of their employees, um, Christmas holidays were cut very short because they were out doing what they do, and um, that's trying to get the lights back on. But it's a, it's, it's a gargantuan effort right now. Um, to do so. Um, it uh, spans about seven cooperatives in the eastern part of the state to the south, southern, southeastern part of the state um, and central. And uh, it, uh, uh, ice is not something that um, electric utilities like to, to see. And I guess one of the things when you have this nice weather that we've been having um, is everything is around the, the rain and freezing point, and that's not good for power lines. No, and I can about imagine the the environment being out there with this wet condition. I think of just some of those terrible conditions to be working in, uh, whether it's linemen, construction, all that. This, for that profession, I'm sure is just a changing of pair of gloves and socks frequently just trying to get after it out there. So for everybody that's out there doing the work, thank you. And for those that are waiting, be patient. I hope that they're giving some of that patience and grace out there, but you mentioned that there's seven co-ops that have been impacted, and I imagine how big of a footprint that that leaves. How do you get this coordinated? I, I mean, I, I was we went out for supper last night, and I know somebody had flown in from XL Energy to to try to help kind of coordinate some of this. Now I know they're not a co-op, uh, but there are people that have come in saying, "Look, we're all hands on deck here." That's got to be a big, tall order, Josh. It is, and our and our co-ops are, you know, they they plan for this. They we have mutual aid agreements in place, knowing that there are going to be times where they need to be called on. Um, they have contractors that they um, that are their key folks to go to in times like this. They also have, um, you know, materials and supplies uh, that they need to, to inquire. And like you said, coordinate it all. Um, you know, we each of our co-ops is their own independent organization, but you know, our cooperative model um, and our cooperative network allows us to work together. Um, and, you know, and draw from other places when we need additional help. Just like last April when out west in western North Dakota, um, they experienced uh, winter weather and um, outages um, for multiple weeks. 
um, the Eastern Co-op sent crews um, to uh, to help over there. And um, right now, I guess the uh, the crews are returning the favor. And you made a good point about this toll that this can take on the line crews that are out there. I mean, keep in mind they've been working since uh, Christmas. Uh, the ones that are you know from those cooperatives. So right now the effort is you know reaching out working to find some replacement crews um, to come in. Um, those folks, I'm sure, are exhausted um, and to, to manage some of the logistics. And um, it's, a, it's no small feat to be able to get the power back on. The well, best thing we could wish for is a sunny day. There's, there's two variables here. We just touched on one being the workforce and trying to get some of that assistance from, from elsewhere to come in and provide some relief for people that have been working so hard. The other is that supplies. I, I had people asking during uh, my show uh, in the afternoons out here. I mean, there was reports about 500 poles that had snapped. And you think about the supplies, getting the material here to get things back up. Do we have a good handle on supplies, or uh, do, do we have enough to make sure that we, we get it done as quickly as possible? Um, yes. I mean, they, supplies are always a challenge to get, um, even when it isn't a time of emergency. Um but you know they borrow from their neighboring co-ops. They get them from their um, their um, electric supply vendors. Um, they they keep extra in stock for you know when there is an outage. I mean the the, the bad thing is you know, when you know there's a weather outage, it usually affects multiple co-ops, and so everybody's looking to get the same supplies at the same time. Um, but they're managing it very well. But yeah, it's uh, um, another challenge. Josh Kramer's our guest uh, with the North Dakota Association of Rural Electric Cooperatives. Just getting an update on, on where we stand and. I saw last night from some of our friends in the south central part of North Dakota saying they are still on generator power, still trying to get through here. I, I don't know the latest figure of how many people are still without power, uh, including other areas, uh, but do we have kind of an estimate uh, of when things might be fully restored? You know, I'm not going to be the one to to, um, to put out any, any false hope out there. Um, I think one of the things our cooperatives have do very well, and you can see that by just checking into their social media, is they like to communicate with their members. And they're providing daily updates on what substations are getting energized and, and areas back online. Um, but you know, there could be some areas out for out of power for a week to, you know, um, possibly um, over that. It just uh, depends on um, conditions and depends on um, the weather. Like yesterday, I mean, a lot of the ice did start to fall and melt off the lines, but the day before, um, from what I'm hearing from many of our co-ops is they would fix one section of line and another would fall down because as that ice begins to drop and ice drops off the trees, it damages, you know, line. There's a tremendous amount of weight on those um, power lines and um, that degrades the, the system and uh, they're, they're doing what they can to kind of get everything back up. So good weather, um, ice melting off the power lines, no wind, um, that all would help to speed up the process a bit. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday, and it, it's real easy for me to say uh, this with being an individual that is on a, a co-op uh, with Cass County whom didn't have any power issues, didn't even have any flickers during this thing. So I've been fortunate. Uh, but I'd said, you know what, it could be much worse. Uh, you just mentioned the conditions and the ice melting. I'm looking at the forecast, and today it's supposed to be mostly sunny out here on the eastern side in the, in the Fargo-Moorhead area and a high of 38. And I think about those other times – where power's been out, and guess what? We're in the depths of winter where you've got those strong winds, you've got those sub-zero temps. So I hope that provides a little bit of relief, even though I know it's very, very easy for me to say that, Josh. Yeah, no, today should be a good day. Um, the, the more ice that can get melted off the line, the better you know, conditions will, will be, um, and it, it'll prevent you know, um, you know, continue, or 
other sections from um, from breaking. But so yeah, it should be a good day. Um, and we um, the, our co-op um, line workers and contractors are just going to continue doing what they do. I should mention, you know, we talked a lot about the distribution side of of co-ops, and that distribution is who brings the power from the substation to the homes and farms and branches, businesses. But also there is a lot of transmission that you know, was affected as well. So in order for the distribution side of it to work, the transmission has to be repaired too. So our, our transmission cooperatives, G&Ts, are out there doing what they do and making sure that that's, um, you know, enabled and working to the substations. Uh, this comment comes in frequently uh, about maybe changes in the future. Uh, in fact, when it was pouring rain Saturday night through Sunday into Monday, People are saying, well, well, you know, we're fortunate because a lot of the lines have now been buried. And I know that that is a tall order as well. But is there any discussion? Because you mentioned last April on Western North Dakota, you know, this uh, this holiday break we had it in South Central and Southeastern North Dakota. Is there any talk about, hey, what what we can do collectively with infrastructure to try to mitigate as best we can some of these impacts, weather related at least? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our cooperative folks are smart people. I mean, what you have to remember is, the folks that um, that the cooperative serves own the cooperative. So um, the cooperative puts back in um, any, anything that they earn um, for the year either gets put back into the plant um, or returned to the members in dividends. Um, they try to hold rates down. But really, it's cost prohibitive to put everything overhead to underground. Um, you know, the other thing that's kind of um, frustrating is when we do have these storms, um, the you know, we're, we're thankful for the FEMA assistance that helps to get the system back in order. But there is a rule that you can't improve the system. Um, you have to get the system to kind of where it was, you know, before before the storm, um, before the damage. And you know that's kind of a hind uh, hinders, uh, you know, moving things from overhead to underground. Um, but there are a number of co-ops that are working that into their annual construction plans, um, putting things overhead to underground where they can. Um, but you know that's not perfect either. There's right. faults, um, and you know when you put power lines underground. Um, we have a number of our members. Um, we're working to see what sort of um, resiliency um, application we can put forward to the Department of Energy to put more overhead to underground. Uh, because, yeah, we realize it'd be, it'd be nice to not have to worry about um, ice and um, um, high winds and, and storms. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're a, we're a rural, sparsely populated state with thousands and thousands of um, miles of line going down to these rural places. And there's not always the folks on the other end to be able to pay that back without having, you know, increases to um, power. There's no question there. I just know that people have, you know, the chatter comes out there. So I wanted to give you a chance to respond to that, Josh. Uh, anything before I let you go? First, uh, on our half of News and Views, just tell them all out there working. Thank you. Grateful for them out there and these elements trying to get power restored. But final word goes to you before I let you go. Yeah, I just want to continue to thank everybody for their patience. I know it's going to be frustrating when you you know want the lights on, but you know just um, we are we appreciate the members and the um, for their for patience. We appreciate the workers that are doing all that they can and the vendors. Um, and also thanks for your safety message. I mean, leave this to the professionals. Don't go out and try to de-ice the lines. Um, also, if you are hooking up to a generator, make sure that you're working with professionals to make sure that's installed properly and ventilated properly. Um, you know, so you don't have power going back onto the line as they're trying to be repaired. Um, so safety is always a priority. Um, you know, our line workers will work as hard as they can and, and um, into the night a lot of times. But usually if you're in a, if you're when you're rushing to get things done, that's when, you know, bad things can happen, too. So um, just to remind everybody to be safe out there and and take your time and, you know, so slow and steady progress will get the, get the lights back on and good weather. All right.
Josh, my friend, you take care. I appreciate your time this morning. We'll talk soon, all right? Beth, thanks a lot. Right. Appreciate you. you. Yeah, you. Josh Kramer, again, uh, well, he's with the North Dakota Rural Electric Cooperatives out there, doing a lot of hard work.